Welcome to Stoked with Megan McPhail, the podcast that helps you get super effing jazzed about your work, life, and bank account. I'm your host, Megan McPhail, a former burnt out emergency veterinarian that quit my hard-earned career to become a seven-figure business coach, entrepreneur, and elopement photographer. Now I'm living a life I absolutely love, full of travel, adventure, and financial abundance, and I am hell-bent on inspiring others to do the same. Are you ready to say goodbye to the 9-to-5 grind and start going after some big, bold dreams? Then let's dive into this week's episode. Hey, hey, I'm your host, Megan McPhail. And I'm your co-host, Todd Reedy. And on today's episode, we are talking about a very, very important mindset shift that everyone should pursue. (laughs) And that is going from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. It is life-changing, but almost everybody I know, including myself, has had to work hard on this mindset shift and basically practice this abundance mindset muscle, essentially, and consciously move away from a scarcity mindset. So I'm going to basically explain what both of those mindsets are and how you can move more towards an abundance mindset as well, because it is life-changing. Would you say, Todd, do you have a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset? I think I have both. Like you mentioned, it is something that it's a continual struggle slash work in progress. I think that I grew up with more of the scarcity mindset and it's taken a little bit of conscious effort to swing the other way. And I get, I go in waves of falling into the scarcity mindset, but yeah, I like to think that I'm moving more towards abundance. Awesome. Yeah. I definitely used to have a scarcity mindset. I used to think that people with money were greedy and evil. (laughs) I used to think that I was never going to be able to buy a house because I had such huge student loans. I also never thought that I was going to be able to make enough money to retire comfortably. You know, before I met you, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to, like, marry someone rich. <laughs> like, that has to be my retirement plan. Or I'm going to have to, like, move to Thailand where things are really, really cheap or something. I had all these ideas. And I tried to convince myself that, you know, I didn't want money and that retiring in Thailand wasn't going to be too horrible and studio apartment is just fine. I don't need a house, you know, and for a while I lived out of a 20-year-old camper. So I tried to convince myself that all of these things were okay. But when I actually learned about money and stopped being so afraid of it and learned about scarcity mindsets versus abundance mindsets, that's, that's when everything changed for me. So let me let me talk about what a scarcity mindset is. How would you describe it? Describe or define? Either or. Um, I'm putting them on the spot. Yeah. So scarcity, <laughs> I think, is just that there's limited resources to go around. Mm-hmm. So whether that's time, money, food, I mean, anything, anything that you consider a resource. It's just limited yeah. and it's kind of more of a negative mindset on life. Yeah, totally. It's pessimism. Thinking that if somebody else has success, that means they're going to take it away from you. Yeah, and it's it's really thinking that there's there's a limited amount of money essentially out there. When in reality, there's enough money out there for like every single person in the world to have a net worth of a billion dollars. There's so much friggin' money out there, <laughs> and like it gets like created all the time as well. So this idea that 
you are always going to have a small income or like you can't make ends meet in this economy or you complain instead of find solutions like that's a scarcity mindset. So I'm going to I'm going to kind of list some more things that come with a scarcity mindset and I want you to think if you you as in the listener have some of these things. So a lot of people with scarcity mindsets feel victimized by their situation, which is fine, but they spend a lot of mental energy kind of thinking about the things that they don't have. And they feel frustrated and powerless and angry a lot of times. And I think that kind of represents a lot of people in this country. <laughs> you know, they are frustrated and angry and fearful. And that's very much a scarcity mindset, like this idea that we can't grant student loan forgiveness or increase the minimum wage. Anybody who's against those things can pretty much firmly place themselves in the scarcity mindset camp because they think like we can't give people more stuff without them struggling for it. So they often have a negative attitude that demotivates others. And basically, they're like a drain to be around, essentially. They'll complain about everything, everything in this country. They often think very small, you know, like riding the comfort track. They avoid risk. They pretty much do everything to avoid risk and only be comfortable. That's scarcity. They have a hard time trusting others. They're very suspicious of other people. And yeah, they often compare themselves to others, you know, like keeping up with the Joneses and stuff like that. Like their basis for success in their life is kind of like how well they're doing compared to other people. And they don't want other people to do better than them. So that's kind of a breakdown of scarcity. Is there anything you would add to that? Or do you think that's a pretty good breakdown? I think that's pretty good. The only thing that I may add is that the scarcity mindset may be a little bit more like short term. Or like short-term thinking, like immediate gains or like, mm -hmm. oh, this is like the, an immediate problem as opposed to more of long-term, like big visions, dreaming big, thinking big, going for big stuff. Oh, yeah. That is such a good point. And I see that with my coaching students all the time where they will book something like a wedding. They'll book a wedding or take on a job that is not really aligned with where they're wanting to go in their business, or they're kind of a red flag client and not somebody that they really should be working with, but they do it because in the short term, they want the money. And that almost always ends up biting them in the ass. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's it's not uncommon. I think like in today's day and age, right, where you get you order something on Amazon and it should be here in two days. And if it's not, I get all frustrated. Yeah. Like, come on. Uh, so like we're, we're kind of built ourselves into this society where we want immediate satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And if we don't get it immediately, it's such a bummer. Yeah, totally. And we even see it like in commercials. I mean, we don't watch a lot of TV with commercials, but we're just up at my parents' house where they, where we do watch TV with commercials and just noticing that everything is like, this handbag is on sale, or you can get this for cheap, or like, buy this now for this price. And it's always it's always about saving money instead of expanding our life and our income. And so, I mean, we just, just like everything else, we just grow up with this idea that this scarcity mindset is normal. And we sit around with our families complaining about this, that, and the other thing. And we do not take risks and we feel angry and afraid and it really just all comes down to scarcity and that's not actually like how the the world works 
Like when you live within a scarcity mindset, it's that's not reality. That's just how you're perceiving reality. And it will greatly affect what you do in your lifetime. So yeah, I mean, I used to be that way. I used to, again, just I just tried to convince myself that I didn't need a house. I didn't need anything nice, even though deep down, like I really want a nice house on a lot of land. <laughs> I want a nice car. I want to travel and not have to stay in like hostels. I want to help people. I want to give to charities. I want to be able to take my dogs to the vet if they are injured and not care about the costs. Like I just want to live a more just a more fulfilled life. And you need money to do that. And I think once you start practicing an abundance mindset, and it is a practice, like everything I talk about on here is like a learned skill and a practice that you have to keep practicing. But once you switch over to an abundance mindset, the world just opens up and like doors open everywhere. So, oh, wait, before are you going to move on? Yeah. I want to give a quick example. And this still exists. Okay. So when you and I first kind of met, well, I guess after we met, but then we were getting ready to move in, I talked to you about a toaster oven. So I had this old toaster oven that I've been toting around probably since early grad school. So this thing had been like 10 years old, right? So it's all crusty inside. And it finally... It made weird noises. It made weird noises, but it like did a great job. And it was not like super nice. You probably got it from Target, whatever. And I used that thing till it died. And I mean, a new toaster oven, what, maybe like maybe a really nice one for a hundred dollars and like 40 (laughs) yeah and at the time i was like oh man i you know i did all this research like i normally do you know research it to the nth degree found the one i wanted but it was too expensive like i just couldn't spend the money on it right now because this is when i was still working my engineering job right where i'm making this you're making like well into the six figures (laughs) yeah so like a solid salary but i just could not spend the money on this new toaster oven even though i use it every single day and sure enough, here we are years later. I don't have a toaster oven. <laughs> so yeah, I still struggle with it, right? I mean, this is a small thing and... You just can't do it. You can't just, bring yourself to spend money on a toaster oven. Yeah. And so, you really probably every day want some toast, don't you? Uh, not every day, <laughs> but like you can put pizzas in there. and Yeah. Bacon. You used to put bacon in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Todd has come a long, long way. When I first met him, he was incredibly frugal and would not spend money on anything if he could do it himself or make it himself. And I do not... Well, I used to subscribe to that thinking. And it just kind of makes life not fun when everything, every choice you make is just because of money and you're not taking into account your time, your energy, or like having fun and enjoying this one and only life that you have. So as I like I made progress in that arena, like again, I used to ride the Dave Ramsey train and like he just makes you feel like a piece of shit for spending money on anything. But then I was like, no, like if something if I can trade money and get back time and energy, that is what I'm going to choose over and over and over again. So when we moved in together, I told Todd, I am getting a house cleaner. (laughs) I am not going to spend my time and energy cleaning this house, but I want a nice house. And we kind of went back and forth a little bit about it because, Todd, you were like, what were your feelings about house cleaner? Oh, just like you said, like, oh, why would I pay someone else to do something that I could do myself? Yeah. But it's probably saved our relationship in the grand scheme of things because Megan's not a cleaner. I'm not a super big cleaner, but I can imagine getting like really angry if Megan was, you know, working or, you know, being on 
her phone, which is working, but yeah. still, nevertheless, not helping clean the house. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it would have caused a lot of friction. And so collectively, we decided, let's just do it. And we really haven't looked back. It's been uh, awesome. We just know it's it's a cost that's in the budget. And so, yeah, and it's really nice. Yeah, it's great. And now, our, yeah, we have not scrubbed a toilet in years. And... <laughs> And yeah, if I'm sitting on the couch in my pajamas on my phone, which is what my work often looks like, <laughs> there's no resentment there, you know? So yeah, so abundance mindsets are are very powerful. So let's talk about abundance mindsets because it's very much like an optimistic way of thinking. And yeah, so basically people with abundance mindsets, and again, I'm gonna I'll share a story in a little bit about how I'm still working on my abundance mindset to this day. But essentially, people with abundance mindsets feel empowered because they know that there are so many possibilities out there. It's really like a growth mindset instead of like a restricted, stagnant kind of like, just like, oh, well, these are the cards I've been dealt kind of mindset. So a lot of people with abundance mindsets will see money in a more positive way, where it's a tool. It's nothing bad. It's not greedy to have money. It helps you become the best version of yourself and kind of accomplish the things that you want to in this life. And most people want want to give back to their communities and their families and through the work that they do just kind of naturally. So most people with money actually aren't, they aren't bad people. They can do more good in the world when you have more money. So the positive attitudes of people with abundance mindsets typically inspires other people, energizes other people. It's motivating instead of draining. They often think big and embrace risk and embrace getting out of their comfort zone. They often trust people and kind of focus on cultivating relationships instead of distrusting people. They take responsibility for their actions and and don't really have like a victim mentality they also are much more giving and don't really like expect a lot from others or or take a lot from others. They just they give back to the community. They instead of competing with other people, people with abundance mindsets will coordinate and collaborate with other people. They don't really compare themselves to others either. They compare themselves to again their best version of themselves and that's really what they're going after instead of like a keeping up with the Joneses kind of mentality. They're just trying to be their best, which I think really summarizes a lot of what I do is I constantly want to get out of my comfort zone. I want to take risks. I want to help others, collaborate with others. I am always seeking out new strategies and possibilities and problem solving. But it is, it's easy to slip back into scarcity. Like, have you, I know you've had some moments, Todd, where, where you've slipped back. Oh, like, yeah. Like taking one step forward, two steps back kind of deal. Yeah. I think, well, I mean, misery is, what do they say? Misery is, loves company, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of get into the thing, like, oh, if someone's complaining about something, it's like easy to jump on that bandwagon and like kind of get into this negative spiral. Oh, yeah. That happens often. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like everyone's complaining about home prices right now. And I I used to be right there with people, you know, like I used to be, you know, I just thought that I would never be able to own a home. And I was even afraid to rent my, my studio apartment back in the day, the one that I was living in when we met, you know, and I, I used to think, oh, I'm just gonna have to afford like the cheapest house I can get. And now I'm realizing, because there's no cap on the, the amount of money I can make, that all I have to do is expand my income 
through strategy and time and effort and stuff like that, but it's all going to work out. I strongly believe my success is inevitable and we're going to get that dream house one day. I can already picture us in it. So, you know, the home prices are just what they are. Money is not this like supercharged, controversial thing to me. It's just a tool. It just is what it is. And I'm not here to like judge it or be mad at it or anything like that. I'm just here to like, okay, well, I just have to make this amount of money to afford the house that I want. So that's what I'm going to work on. Yeah. And I don't think that it's like a permanent thing where you like just automatically, oh, you've made the switch and now you're in abundance forever. Right. So there's definitely seasons of life, right? There's going to be tough times, going to be good times. And so like just knowing if you kind of fall into the rougher times or like into that kind of negativity and the scarcity mindset, like having the long-term future or the long-term thoughts that, yep, it's going to get better. I'm going to work my way out of this. I think that's an important thing because again, like stuff happens good and bad. And so just like kind of keeping that in mind that you can continue to shift to the better, Mm -hmm. I think is a positive thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've been struggling a little bit sliding back into a scarcity mindset because I've outsourced a lot of my work lately because I'm kind of anticipating a big influx of of money. And so I want to be available for my coaching students. So essentially, I have built out a team where people where I'm paying people to do podcast production. Todd's my COO now. <laughs> and I've outsourced social media. I've outsourced Pinterest. I've, you know, hired somebody to redo our Hazel and Lace elopement photography and videography website. I've just outsourced a ton of stuff. So I have a lot of money going out the door. And sometimes I'm like, man, I could if I just did all this work myself, I don't mind Instagram that much. Like I could be pocketing thousands more dollars, but then I wouldn't have the extra time and energy that I'm going to need moving forward to help even more and more people. So I have been having to practice flexing that muscle and and remembering like, okay, I'm not here to save pennies. I'm here to continue expanding and reaching new goals, not to just try to squirrel away the stuff I have coming in. And like, again, I'm, I'm trusting my gut on this. I'm trusting my intuition. I'm following my energy on this. But it's a scary transition to suddenly have thousands and thousands of dollars going out the door to a team of people doing work for you. But then I also get to have slow mornings and think and come up with ideas for podcasts and create content. And that's really my zone of genius. So I have to just keep reminding myself that Money flows freely and easily to me. (laughs) Yeah. And along that line, right? So by doing that, kind of what we had talked about in previous episodes about kind of following your energy, Instagram could be draining. Editing podcasts, editing photos, editing videos, like that's something that we've decided that drains our energy. But we found people that love doing that and they're good at it. They can do it much faster. And so it's kind of this kind of sharing the wealth Mm -hmm. of resources. So allowing other people to shine and do well at what they do allows us to do what we like to do better. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. And it's kind of cool to think of money as like a transfer of energy. And I mean, if you only spend money at Walmart and Amazon, then it's not as exciting to think about. But when I think about my payments hitting the bank accounts of my team, and then what they're able to go out and do with that money, whether it is take a vacation or buy new furniture or 
be able to outsource something for themselves or buy coffee at Starbucks every morning and not worry about it or go out to fancy dinners or something like that and then tip the waiter big. And then that waiter goes home and is happy because they can then buy something for themselves. Like I just kind of like thinking about that transfer of energy going out into the community and what people can do with that. I was listening to somebody or my mom was telling me she was listening to the news (laughs) and some guy was talking about how he didn't want people to have student loan forgiveness because what are they going to do with that extra $10,000? Go on vacation, buy some clothes, you know? And it's like, yeah, people are working their ass off. Buy some clothes and go on vacation. You know, like, What's wrong with that? Let people enjoy their fucking lives. Why do we have to be miserable and struggling all the time? You know, like I wish, I wish everybody could lift each other up in this country and move towards an abundance mindset instead of the stupid scarcity mindset where we argue over not allowing people to like go on vacation. Like that's just crazy to me. But let's Let's talk about some ways that you can practice switching to an abundance mindset right now. Well, how, what do you do, Todd, if you, if you feel yourself kind of falling back into scarcity? Do you have like affirmations or what do you do? I think probably the biggest thing that I go in waves of is expressing gratitude. I think that's like a really big one for me, mm-hmm. like being thankful of all of the things that I have as opposed to wishing for all the things that I don't have. Mm-hmm. And I've gone in waves of you know, writing three things that I'm thankful for every day or, you know, these prescribed gratitude journals and things like that, which are very helpful because we kind of get into kind of the snowball effect of, oh yeah, pity party for Todd. Everything's not going how I want it. But yeah, so practicing and like writing down gratitude or like things that I'm grateful for, Mm -hmm. I think are really helpful for me for keeping a positive attitude. Well, that was just perfect because that was going to be my number one thing to recommend. (laughs) Fist pump. Yes. A plus gold star for you. <laughs> so so yeah, moving to an abundance mindset is practicing gratitude on a daily basis. And whether that is journaling in a gratitude journal or writing down some things that you're grateful for, gratitude is huge because if you are just focused on all the negative things in your life and the things you don't have and the things that are frustrating you and angering you, money's not going to flow freely and easily to somebody with a tightly closed fist, you know, but somebody who is open and thankful and sees the world as like this beautiful place with millions of opportunities and endless possibilities, money is going to flow to that person. So practicing gratitude is super, super important. So number two is spending money. A lot of people, again, hold on to their money with that closed fist. And I used to be that way. I mean, I would pinch every single penny. I would agonize over any time I spent money. And if I went into a little bit of debt, I would basically just feel like garbage and be stressed out and anxious until that debt was paid off. And you don't have to live that way. And you're not going to go homeless and broke and, and not be able to put food on your table by having a little bit of debt. So one of the things that you can do to increase your abundance mindset is to spend money. And I don't mean recklessly. I mean, in an intentional way where maybe you leave a really big tip for somebody or at the Starbucks, pay one of the baristas like 20 bucks, or maybe you donate 100 bucks to a charity, or maybe you go out and 
get that facial or massage that you've been thinking about and spend that money that's a little bit uncomfortable to spend that either makes your life better and makes somebody else's life better. And notice how you're going to be just fine. (laughs) You're going to be just fine. You're not going to go homeless. You're not going to lose your house. You're going to still be able to eat. I think people really, I mean, they just, they stress about money and money is a renewable resource. A lot of us can hustle and get another job or add another income stream or pinch pennies in a different way. But yeah, I think people think if they spend money, they're going to go homeless. And that's just not the truth. Like, So I would encourage people to spend money, be open with your money, be intentional with it, but do do good with it. You know, like pinching pennies and, and shopping at Walmart is not the way to do good in this world. <laughs> Spending money on charities, you know, spending money on quality products that last a long time or from local businesses and and genuine people like that's how to do good in this world. Like having more money is the way to do good. You know, spending your money on cheap shit that is like fast fashion and produced in China and sold at Walmart, you know, and Amazon and stuff like that's not the way to do good in this world. We also do shop at Walmart and Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but not exclusively, not exclusively. Yeah. And that is that's for grocery delivery. Yeah. But anyway, no judgment from me. But I mean, being able to get your artwork from genuine artists or something like that, you know, like spend the extra money to do those things. Imagine that energy transfer, that money going to a real person and how they can then better their lives with that money instead of just going into the pockets of Bezos or Waltons. Is that what they're called? Walmart. They're just profiting off of poverty, I feel like. But anyway. (laughs) So the third thing to help with your abundance mindset is to change your language. A lot of the language we use really comes from like a place of lack, like saying I want, like I do want to make a million dollars in one year. Like that is the goal I'm working towards. But instead of saying I want to, or I hope to, or I wish, or I'm trying, those are all kind of like, they just they just stem from a place of lack where it's like, maybe it, it'll happen, maybe it won't. But it is going to happen. That's where I'm coming from. So instead of using I want, or I wish, or I hope, I'm going to say, I have created a business that will make a million dollars in a year, or I'm grateful for the business that will allow me to make a million dollars in one year, or I am creating, or I can, or I choose to make a million dollars in one year. Some other things that you shouldn't say is I can't, I don't know, I should. These are all from Jen Sincero, by the way. She's like, my idol, because reading her book, You Are a Badass at Making Money, that's what completely changed my life. And I would not be here on this podcast right now if it wasn't for that book. But yeah, and I, I get on the case of my coaching students all the time when they say, I hope I can do this. I hope I get inquiries or I hope I'll make six figures. And it's like, no, 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 you will. <laughs> There's no hope. There's no trying. You have to really kind of put yourself out there and think your success is inevitable and it is happening and you are actively making it happen. A more like proactive approach as opposed to just sitting idly and like being reactive to what comes your way. Yes, exactly. 
Yeah. And that that's a huge part of this mindset shift is being proactive instead of reactive. That's really what it is enabling you to do is to create things instead of just consume things or, yeah, feel empowered to take a risk instead of just settling for what you get. It's a much more active role in your life instead of, yeah, just being like, well, it is what it is. Or I hope this happens. And if I don't get enough inquiries, then I guess, you know, I'll just quit. But it's like, no, no, no. There's so many ways to figure out what's going on wrong and like make your income increase. So yeah, so changing your language and how you talk about things, even in your own head, definitely out loud, but even in your own head can be life-changing. Yeah. Have I, I've probably yelled, not yelled at you, but corrected you when you were like, I hope blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I always tell people too that like hope marketing where you just like post on Instagram and hope somebody finds you and pays you money to do something like that's not, that's not a strategy. Anything involving hope is not, not it. (laughs) Okay. So Number four is really saying affirmations. Again, like changing your language and reminding yourself, especially before big events, like if I have a sales call or I have to go on a podcast (laughs) or I feel myself like, oh my God, there's a lot of money going out the door and not as much coming in. Like, what do I do? Like, ah, I feel nervous. Having affirmations to pull out of your back pocket are super helpful. Like I say to myself all the time that money is energy. It's renewable. It flows easily to me. I'm open to receive money. My success is inevitable. I say those things to myself all the time. I try to embody being a millionaire. (laughs) I'm not there yet. I have made a million dollars, but not in a year. But yeah, I'm trying to embody that and and walk that walk. So do you have any affirmations, Todd? I feel like this is where you might be like, eh, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I do. No. You don't have any? No. I'm not like against them. I just don't think I've put forth the effort. Yeah. So, yeah, sitting over here in the scarcity mindset. Yeah. (laughs) I I like affirmations. I I need to work on them just for like me personally, you know, as well, and not just about my business and my job and stuff like that and the money and everything. But they're very helpful to really kind of get myself out of funks if I ever if I ever find myself in one. Or yeah, if things if things seem a little tight or if I spend a lot of money on, I don't know, getting an Airbnb for a workshop or some new email sequence or sales page or idea or whatever and my credit card goes up, <laughs> I'll have to be like, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. There's more where that came from. That's one of the ones I really like too. Whenever I spend money on something where I'm like, eh, there's more where that came from. So yeah, affirmations are important. And then also, so number five to kind of work on your abundance mindset is becoming a problem solver. And I don't think this is talked about enough, but really, you know, a lot of people come across roadblocks in their business or their life. And again, they kind of fall back into a victim mentality and a passive kind of mentality where they're like, it is what it is. This is the card I've been dealt. When really, I'm going to quote Marie Forleo here, everything is figure outable. Every problem can be solved. And really starting to look for solutions 
and opportunities instead of roadblocks and problems is like also a critical skill for taking back your life, essentially, and building a business. Like you've got to be a problem solver. What do you think about that? I don't think I've ever mentioned that one before in like my coaching. Yeah, I think that's kind of more of this kind of enjoying the process as opposed to the destination because life's not all unicorns and rainbows. There's going to be mm-hmm. setbacks. There's going to be challenges. And I think that's part of the, though it can be frustrating in the moment, like that's, those are the things that like where you really can grow. You can, I don't know, flex different muscles of learning or collaborating. Yeah. To get over hurdles and yeah, like looking back, like the hardest things that I've done have been like the most rewarding. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's a, a unique experience. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes life's hard and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Figure it out. Dang it. <laughs> figure out how to make it work. Yeah. So problem solving. I mean, that's huge. Like I, I solve problems all the time in my business and life for my clients, for my couples. Problem solving is huge. And I think a lot of people are afraid to look outside the box and find solutions and go after them. They want to kind of be told what to do. So again, that's a just a muscle that needs flexed, a skill that needs to be learned and practice is always looking for opportunities instead of excuses, looking for solutions instead of problems and just being active and taking responsibility for everything. So I really try, I try to instill that kind of confidence in my coaching students where they are able to problem solve on their own without me. But sometimes I kind of jump the gun a little bit and offer the solutions for them. But it's really like, it's a skill I want everybody to learn. And if something isn't working right the first time, it doesn't mean that you're failing or everything is going to crap. You know, like it just means that you're learning what doesn't work, which is just as valuable as learning what does work and to keep going because you're going to come across tons of problems in business and in life and everything. And if if you let it get you down all the time, yeah, you're going to you're going to avoid taking risks and get at, getting out of your comfort zone instead of being like, "Oh, I can I can handle this. Just another thing thrown at me that I can do." Yeah, it's very empowering. So yeah, so hopefully if you're recognizing some of your own scarcity thinking and mindset, if you are stuck in your comfort zone, avoiding risks, practice some of the things that I talked about, practice your language, your affirmations, your problem solving, spend some money, be grateful, work on getting out of your comfort zone, taking those risks. Every time I've done that, I have been rewarded. So yeah, practice your abundance mindset. And practice it every day (laughs) over and over and over again. And I'm loving that we did this episode today because I have a lot more plans to talk about money. And this is kind of just an intro into all the talk about money I plan on doing in this podcast. And next week, I'm going to be talking about how I made $47,000 in one month in February. It's not my highest paying month or cash month. But it's my most recent high one. So I'm going to kind of break down where all that money came from. So join us next week. Can we buy a toaster oven this week? (laughs) I think we can afford a toaster oven. (laughs) Stay tuned for a report on that. Yeah. (laughs) See you next week, guys. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Stoked with Megan McPhail. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend. 
If you're looking for more inspiring content, check us out on Instagram at Stoked with Megan McPhail. And to learn more about my business coaching and how I can personally help you quit your nine to five, visit my website at meganmcphail.com. I hope this leaves you feeling stoked. See you next week.